Music and fun. Miskin Radio. It's Wednesday between 7 and 8. It's the Kieran Paul Sessions. Last week we had Pedestrian Zero performing live. And you can listen to the best bits by subscribing to our podcast on your phone. And uh, new to subscribers is an extra bonus episode every week as well uh, with a bit of comedy. So do check those out as well. Uh, today's show kicked off with Live Outside. Uh, so we live outside. Oh, I knew I was going to get that wrong. Live Outside from Skies uh, and Jealous from Maya Punter Bradshaw. So this is a show where we bring you guests from comedy, acting and music with live performances. And all the new music in the next hour is from a local area. And our guests. So our first guest tonight is comedian Callie Beaton. Hello, Callie. Hello. Lovely to be here. And our musician in the session tonight is Treddy Trinodin. Welcome, Teddy. Hello, Kieran. Uh, as for you, get in touch with us on Twitter using the hashtag the KP Sessions and see what we're up to as well throughout the show on Instagram and Snapchat. Now, right, now I've got my book here, right, um, that I'm reading with my teddy bears at night, right? It's Jack Reacher, right? Jack Reacher's like a, it's a film as well with Tom Cruise. Yeah, it's by I know Child. what it is. It's, have you read them? I haven't, no, but I, oh, have, uh, I have one offspring who likes to read them, mm, yeah. Good man, right. And um, right, now it's not f- here for me if I get bored of you tonight. Right, it's got this like little quizzy thing in it that I found. So I'm going to do this with you. So how do you speak uh, for a minute without using the letter A and it has to be different words and coherent, right? So basically, can you speak for a minute without using the letter A, right? And the person you're speaking to has to be able to repeat it back, right? We're going to have a go at this later. This um, sounds complicated, Teddy. It's really it? easy. Yeah. It's really easy, right? But it's like very logical. And I, couldn't, I didn't understand it at first. And then basically the, on the last page of the book, it says how to do it. And we're going to have a go at it later. So you had 500 pages to learn how Fi- to do it's that. On the and, we're, and we're supposed page. to just know yeah. that because we're... Geniuses, well, aren't yeah. we? Yes, yeah. indeed. Well, yes, exactly. Um, and if, you, uh, if you're listening at home as well, um, do tweet in if you know what, like how you do speak They're for all a minute Googling without it. using... They're cheating. Who's their Jack Reacher readers? Yeah, that's know. true. Uh, so I'm yeah, hoping my son will call in and tell me. What, what, what books are you on, though? I don't know. I don't mm. speak to my son. What yeah. do you take me for? <laughs> well, is it when he says he's reading upstairs? Exactly. Actually, he's doing something don't, else. Don't let's get on to that. Um... <laughs> But yes, using the hashtag the KP session, do get in touch with us tonight. Uh, so, Callie, uh, now we've heard lots of reasons um, why people start stand up on this show, but who told you to? This is a very uh, get ready for an epic name drop. But um, I, I've ended up working with quite a few um, big name comedians over the years due to my, uh, my sort of other career as a media mogul. And um, I was on the road with Joan Rivers and I introed her one night at a sort of event and I did five minutes kind of witty intro. And afterwards then she came and did her shtick and we had dinner and she said uh, that she said, you know, you really should take up stand up. That was, you just did five minutes of stand up. I thought, do you know what, if Joan Rivers, this was before she died, I might add. Yeah. Uh, if Joan well, Rivers, yeah, yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if Joan Rivers is telling me I should do stand-up, that's good enough for me. So, um, yes, yeah, so it was really uh, at her instigation. Uh, and I said, well, I, I think it's a bit late for me. And then I looked at her and thought, no, it's not too late. Because <laughs> yeah, how, how old were you when you started? I was 45 yeah, when I did yeah. my first ever gig, yeah. Which so. is quite rare, isn't it? It is rare, and some might say uh, foolhardy. I mean, it wasn't the first time I'd ever stood on a stage. I've spent my whole life public speaking mm. and, and doing things in that sort of, but of not, that ilk. But, but you not, never thought of doing stand-up? No, I haven't. I realised I was getting more and more inappropriate in my corporate <laughs> addresses. Uh, so, so lots of people who've worked with me might have said, you know, just go and do that in a comedy, comedy environment. So it probably wasn't as huge a leap as you might think. Uh, but uh, yes, it certainly, it, I think the main thing was it caused my, uh, my children enormous embarrassment at a very important stage in their education. <laughs> which was, which was uh, you know, who wouldn't want to do that? Well, like, yeah, talking <laughs> about your kids, you talk a lot on, on stage about one of your sons. 
Yes, well, I've got a son and a daughter, um, and my son uh, is, yes, I, my last year's show uh, in Edinburgh, Cat Call, um, which I did with um, the comedian Catherine Bohart, who um, you and some of your listeners will know, um, that show primarily was about my relationship with my son's autism and in particular his encyclopedic knowledge of primates so that's he works with primates he's got this yeah. incredible capacity to understand the natural world in particular the bonobo ape and uh, i he's the world's greatest expert i'm what the world what does the bonobo ape look like the bonobo ape uh, well what they know it's probably your your listeners will probably know more what they're known for which is the um they're the the Ape that makes love, not war. They they basically have sex all the time. Um, they resolve Ooh. conflict having sex. They, which is why a lot of zoos don't have them because it's kind of results in a lot of awkward. Are they a little bit like Donald Trump? Uh, well, I think they they do it consensually. Uh, mm. So um, and they're much better looking. So have have a look and see oh, what you. They look really sweet. They are nice. I've travelled around the world with him chronicling. Uh, so he like, like he's he j- just knows. Pri- he's gone over the w- all over the world. Yeah, he yeah? has. Yeah, he's oh, he's really met cool. Jane Jane Goodall. He's quite incredible in that world, and he, and he's worked a lot in the zoo world and and conservation so yes i do talk about in a very celebratory way about um autism and my son is the kind of a very positive uh, role model and for you get younger like, kids do you get people or parents like coming up to you at the end of the gigs like saying like thank you for, oh, yeah. uh, for doing that yeah and i've had um and i've had lots of um lots of kind of autistic audience members who've come to see my show several times oh, and i've i've had really nice feedback and i do quite a lot of work with um different organizations who support autism so yeah i've I, and all of this i might add with my son's uh, blessing i don't just run up on stage and do stuff about his autism without him knowing, uh, which does make it complicated because if I write something funny, he doesn't want me to do it. Where does he go? Does he go to the gig? Yeah, he came along to that Edinburgh show. He came along to one of my early previews and I asked him to give me notes about what he wasn't happy with me doing and what he was yeah. actually his notes were all about factual accuracies and inaccuracies around the animal <laughs> kingdom I was like I don't want those kind so of that, is that like the worst thing you could do well it was because like, yeah. like, if I added it I'd be like a joke about a pygmy elephant and he'd be like well that isn't strictly a pygmy elephant I'd be like don't worry about that it's a joke about an elephant <laughs> it's comic you know license but yeah so he knows what I do and both my kids have, have had the misfortune of, of seeing me on stage um, so yeah poor things well yeah like as, the thought of your parent doing stand up I don't know yeah I it's horrendous I mean I Teddy what do you think know. you think it'd be horrendous if your I dad suddenly took it I up I do not want my dad to do stand up would you go definitely would you not. go though oh I'd definitely go but mm. I, I wouldn't say that I was his son definitely <laughs> not nice I say that right. knowing that he's only a few metres away <laughs> he asked just now he was saying that he'd quite like to do it I'm going to give him some tips he's probably yeah. going to do his first open mic next week so, yeah there you go you know, Teddy, yeah. It's, yeah. It's he's actually right the reason like he's actually writing as we speak yeah he's right writing now. his first five minutes so be proud <laughs> hopefully I'm not all the embarrassing stories about is you <laughs> he's going to do yeah <laughs> Um, and excitingly, Kelly, you were on QI last week. Yes, I was. I mean, I filmed that episode ages and ages ago, but it went out this weekend. Um, and they've just, uh, well, rumour has it, I'm coming back for the next season. Uh, if my agent speaks the truth, I hope they do. So, yeah, it was really lovely um, to do it. Actually, it's one of my favourite shows. And it was probably one of the few times that my kids' interests and mine have overlapped. And um, my son was particularly pleased. Uh, he loves uh, Josh Widdicombe. And I was sitting with Josh. And th- I think he thought for just a nanosecond maybe his mum wasn't a complete waste of space <laughs> so it was worth it but yeah it was a really lovely thing to do I mean what a privilege and a joy to do QI because you've worked in the sort of the corporate side of telly haven't you like you you've, you were on you were the youngest member of the ITV board yeah I've worked so in television uh, my whole 
um, adult life really so my very f- even when I was a, at uni I was d- did a placement at the BBC and, and the kids television and I've worked my whole life uh, in TV mainly for um, for sort of corporate America so I've worked for years and years for Viacom who own Comedy Central Nickelodeon MTV so I'm I'm no stranger to um, to television I used to run a production company that was bought by ITV so it's um, yeah it's funny because I, I people said to me in the QI uh, episode they said oh you really kind of dived in and, and got heard and I said well yeah I've sat in so many edits mm. of panel shows I know exactly <laughs> what you need so, to yeah, do so you, to get I guess you more than any other comic would would <laughs> No, you know, have your voice has to be heard over. I assume like a very male-dominated sort of yeah, I industry. Yeah, QI's got a lot less of a boys' club, hasn't it? Mm. Since Sandy Toxvig's yes, been hosting course, it. Yeah. But I think you end up um, basically if you're in a show and you don't give people lots to work with, they cannot give you a positive edit so um you know it's a benevolent edit qi and i know that because i know people who've worked on it but i did know that you you don't wait to say something that's genius level of um intelligence or funny you just got to dive in um and not get not be silenced do you know that loads of facts now Sorry. Do you do know I, loads of facts? Well, QI, when you're a panellist, um, it's not really about what you know. And in fact, the most boring thing you can do as a panellist is come up with the right answer because mm. the, the whole um, humour is in the meandering and not getting it right. So actually, if you do know, <laughs> there was one, right, the opening question about female Olympians. I happen to know quite a lot about female Olympians. I'm a marathon runner. I'm That's quite a keen... javelins. Yeah, yeah. and I, I knew quite a bit about that. And I thought, oh, if I say it straight out the gates and just come up with a swatty answer... You'll be on be question like, of sport next yeah, week. It's not mastermind, Kelly, you know, so I I kind of, so you sort of have to bite your tongue and let it play out humorously. So it's not, the only bit where it would have been helpful not to be such a moron for me was the quick fire buzzer ones. I I literally didn't know any of them. And I realised I should have just dived in and said anything. But I was like, oh, I've got no idea, you know, the last monarch to be buried. Do you remember, like, do you retain any facts from that that episode? I didn't even remember what had happened, really. Um, No, (laughs) I didn't remember the themes. But it was, I feel like, a year ago as well. It was filmed, not quite a year ago, but... uh, uh, early last year yeah, so a long nuts, time ago like yeah. yeah so I didn't really remember what I'd done there were a couple of bits I might have not advised my parents to watch if I'd remembered were in there but <laughs> hey you know it's an education across the generations as long as you're <laughs> learning right okay so this is uh, comedian Kelly Beaton and we've got a Treddy Trenodin as well he's going to do two live songs uh, off his new EP uh, very soon uh, we've got so much more Kent music as well live here on Miskin Radio Hi, this is Johnny Rain. Catch me every Tuesday night between 8 and 10 for the Jog On Radio Show here on Miskin Radio. That is Fake uh, from the Brereton's, uh, Tunbridge Wells' sister and brother duo. Uh, so we're here with Teddy Trenalden and Callie Beaton. Um, now, Teddy, uh, just before you do your two last songs, um, you're doing two songs from your EP. And it's, it's a very personal EP. Yeah, no, definitely. The title track, Blue Skies, uh, it's all about, uh, the, the song itself is about my mum, because uh, uh, it would have been a year before last now, my mum got diagnosed with a rare strand of cancer called PMP, and uh, she had a big surgery, and post that, I wrote this song, Blue Skies, and yeah, it kind of all went from there, and recording the EP, the first kind of idea was it was just going to be a collection of some of my best songs for my mum to give her at Christmas time. And then oh. from there, we decided we, we'd had it all put together. So we thought we might as well go out and release it. And since we could, yeah. So, yes, it was originally going to be just for your mother for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. You've made me all weepy now. <laughs> yeah. My mascara's running. Stop like, it, it makes my presents look rubbish. Exactly. <laughs> What's wrong with an Amazon yeah, token? Right. You're a prick stick. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, right. And uh, you first got into your first big part was Dorothy. Yes, yeah. In the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes. 
Tell yeah, no, I would, have been, I would have been eight years old. My first part, going to an all-boys school, I was cursed with having to do that. And it's kind of followed me all it's the biggest way. Biggest role, through. though, in The Wizard of Oz, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, Probably no, definitely. But not the sort of thing that I'd be bragging about. Uh, like Recently, a friend of mine was in a production of The uh, Wizard of Oz at, um, in Tunbridge Wells, and I went along to go and support. And chatting to some of her friends afterwards, I was saying, oh, yeah, I brought back all sorts of great memories of being in the show myself. And they said, oh, who were you, the Tin Man, Skateboard? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Dorothy, Dorothy. <laughs> but we, how did that, that Dorothy compare to your Dorothy? Oh, well, I, I, I still like to... I remember... I remember hearing about the hardest man in the audience, supposedly according to my dad. He was crying apparently oh, after my rendition of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. For so good reason, or yeah, the, okay, hopefully just so. <laughs> Not hopefully just because so. of how you looked in the dress. Yeah, yeah. no. Yeah, um, so. Right, and and clear something up for me, right? Um, right, what's the difference between your head voice and your chest voice? It sounds okay. like something to do with a cold. Uh, well, it, uh, it it sounds a bit like that. So, um, can you demonstrate but, the difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. My chest voice is something that I'd sing, uh, all the stuff I sing on my EP, so kind of modern stuff, if I was going to play a gig, I'd sing like that. So, like, um, uh, so, trying to think, so one of the songs on my EP is called Stand Up, and the chorus goes, I've got four more seconds to walk on out, three more seconds, and you kind of get the idea. And that's, mm. that's kind of chest voice, and that's like baritone, so kind of lower. But I can do this weird thing that... Um, I'm also a countertenor, which means you can a ca- sing... A, ca- a what? A ca- so if you're thinking about all the different singing parts, you've got your basses, tenors, altos, sopranos, trebles. You've also got this thing called a countertenor. And a countertenor is, uh, is a man who can sing high like the soprano, so like the women in the choir and the alto. Oh. And it's, I'm, I'm, I'm telling this all a bit secondhand from my singing teacher, but apparently you have a, a full set of vocal cords and... If you can use them, it means that you can sing much higher. So I, I can show you. So like, mm. uh, it's a bit more operatic, a bit more classical. So uh, do we need earplugs? Oh, I hope not. Okay. I hope not. So like, um, so something in counter in my head voice would be like, "Voices are pity, qui cause So that, that, that's like head voice. Can I just say that wasn't Teddy, that was me. So. <laughs> that, was, that was really cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's completely different. I love... But um, how can you like suddenly sort from like... Have you ever done it like in the middle of a song, sort from one to the other? I, I've never perfected that. I'm, tr- I'm working on it and I've tried to do that in a cover or two before. But the, uh, I haven't quite got there yet. The best thing is like when you're doing a concert though. So uh, about a year ago, I was doing a concert at school, which is for all the little old people in the town around. The little old people. Oh, I know. I know how old, it's like, how old are they? Exactly. Uh, people in, <laughs> in, in, in retirement homes, in old folks' okay. homes. So it's a charity concert. Checking. They come in and you're looking after about, so each boy's looking after about maybe like two or three people between mm. them. So I'm chatting to these three, these three guys and they say, oh, we see your, see your uh, singing in the, you're in the running order. It's like, oh, I can see you're probably a bass or a a baritone, something like that. So to go up on stage and then produce that noise, I quite enjoy looking just the faces of the people. So like, well, like, for, as regards to like voice breaking, like what will happen, like how does, will, will you be able to do that until oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. for the rest so of your life? My voice broke properly when I was about 13, 14. So you're, and you're lucky then, that you so still yeah, got yeah, it. No, right? And the whole thing, like my singing, because oh, I had a singing teacher at the time and he could say, okay, so your voice is broken, we'll start singing things that are a bit lower for you. But I could still make the, the high notes. So yeah. that was when I kind of realised. And yeah, no, I'd say like that's my, that's my kind of... That's niche. a little party trick, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Did, definitely did any of the up. old people keel over with a heart attack when you came out with yeah. such an unexpected range? I, uh, they, I looked like the people I was looking after. They looked like they were close to it. Did they? they? But you <laughs> they didn't really push them over the edge? You did no. more damage going in there than... <laughs> 
Are you allowed that? Are you allowed that next year? Oh, no, I haven't been There's asked. There's no back one left. This year, There's so. no one to sing to. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's have your first first live song. So I'll let you introduce it. Cool. So this first song is the title track of the EP, and it's called Blue Skies. Whisper words they told you I'll shelter you from what you've heard I won't ask you any questions You won't have to say a word It's okay to not be strong It's okay to get upset Just remember what I told you And don't ever forget When the days are just too long And you can't keep keeping on when the world has turned its back on you And you feel you don't belong Just stop and sing this song It's just blue skies and sunshine up ahead The only way is up and it's not over yet It's just blue skies and sunshine up ahead the only way is up, and it's not over yet. Don't pretend to us, don't lie, don't hide the way you feel. Don't tough this one out on your own, cause that's not part of the deal. It's okay to not be strong. It's okay to get upset Just remember what I told you And don't ever forget When the days are just too long And you can't keep keeping up When the world's turned its back on you And you feel you don't belong Just stop and sing this song It's just blue skies and sunshine up ahead The only way is up And it's not over yet It's just blue skies And sunshine up ahead The only way is up And it's not over yet It's just blue Blue skies It's just blue, blue skies When the days are just too long And you can't keep keeping on When the world's turned its back on you And you feel you don't belong Just stop and sing this song it's just blue skies and sunshine up ahead The only way is up and it's not over yet It's just blue skies and sunshine up ahead The only way is up and it's not over yet 
and it's Blue Skies uh, from Teddy Trinaldin. He's going to be doing another song uh, from the EP, and that's the title track, Blue Skies, and that EP is available now. Uh, we're going to be hearing more from him and uh, our comedian guest, Callie Beaton, after this. Uh, this is from Corey Fox Fardell, Tunbridge Wells artist. It's called Can't Get Enough. Remember, get in touch with us on Twitter using the hashtag the KP Sessions. There's stuff on Instagram and Snapchat as well. See the videos and photos of what we're doing currently in the studio. The track is called Folding Flags. It's from Pedestrian Zero, the new Ash Green artist. Uh, in life, he's called Toby Hawkins. But at night, or during gigs, he's called Pedestrian Zero. Um, and it features the vocals of Ant Martin. Right, now, uh, Teddy Trinodin, uh, it's time for your second live song. Um, and this is live on Facebook, so if you want to watch it as well, go onto the Miskin Radio Facebook page, and you can watch it. So, Teddy, I'll let you introduce it. This is Message in a Bottle, not the one by the police. It's an original. <laughs> I've been trying to catch your eye to make you here, to make you mine And now I'm losing faith, but I'm trying, I'm trying I've been slipping at the edge, trying to walk the ice before it melts And I can't wait for someone else Been ignoring all the signs, and I'm struggling to float, but I'm still alive me a chance to make things right Cause I can barely breathe And I need more time I need more time Cause I've been sending you The message in a bottle It's been gone so long That we're sinking to the bottle And we wait since time We're bunging at full throttle Got our hands over our eyes And we just don't know how to stop oh, oh. Got our hands over our eyes And we just don't know how to stop Oh, 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 oh Talking to you, it's unfair Cause you're miles away and you just don't care And now I'm losing faith But I'm trying, I'm trying And all these moments never last Every word we've said stuck in the past It's all gone too soon, too fast Been ignoring all the signs And I'm struggling to float but I'm still alive me a chance to make things right Cause I can barely breathe And I need more time I need more time Cause I've been sending you The message in a bottle It's been gone so long That we sank into the bottle And we wait in time We're plunging at full throttle Got our hands over our eyes And we just don't know how to stop oh, oh. Got our hands over our eyes And we just don't know how to stop Oh, 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 oh Been ignoring all the signs And I'm struggling to float But I'm still alive Give me a chance to make things right Cause I can barely breathe And I need more time I need more time Cause I've been sending you The message in a bottle It's been gone so long That we're sinking to the bottom And we're wasting time We're plunging at full throttle Got our hands over our eyes And we just don't know how to stop Oh oh Got our hands over our eyes and we just don't know how to stop. Oh, 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 oh. Got our hands over our eyes and we just don't know how to stop. Oh, oh. 
Got our hands over our eyes and we just don't know how to stop. Oh, oh. That is The Message in a Bottle from Teddy Trenodon, and that is on the new EP of his. Um, Blue Skies that is a 16 year old singer songwriter and if you want to hear those sessions again uh, you can on the podcast just search the Kieran Paul Sessions wherever you get your podcast and you can download it for free from tomorrow morning and remember as well there is now a bonus comedy podcast every week as well for subscribers it's now time for this worst jobby wobby worst jobby wobby worst 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 jobby wobby worst jobby wobby worst Okay, so it is time now to ask our comedian, uh, Callie Beaton, about her worst jobby-wobby, uh, the worst job she's ever done. So, or the best job, let's see. My worst jobby-wobby, uh, I think there's, there's quite a good uh, array to choose from, but I'm going to choose the one where I drove an ice cream van uh, and I used to drive it across the army camps of Salisbury Plain um, on a commission-only basis uh, and had to cover my own petrol. <laughs> how old were you at that? How old, was it, were, just, were you a young kid? Or? I was a bit older than you, Teddy. I'd just got my driving licence. I'd just finished my first job, which was as an underage barmaid. So it was, a, in some senses, a progression uh, mm. on the a slippery slope to uh, to earning a, a sort of vague living so yes I, I did that and um the worst thing was that i had this kind of rubbishy little uh, van that had uh, you had to hand you had to turn the dial that um did the chimes you know the just one cornetto mm. sort of bells mm. um so your fingers got really tired um and you were just trying to sell these little uh, popsicles to these kids on army camps and what you were really hoping was you might sell the odd vionetta or a big kind of ice cream cake to some poor old lady who couldn't afford it <laughs> anyway you made any money but the other thing was there were no toilets for women um, out on Salisbury Plain and the first day I thought well I'll just drive my ice cream van down a tank track and just have a pee there and then my van completely capsized um, and not properly capsized. properly capsized and I just waited I did manage to have a pee and then I just waited until a tank found me and the the um, <laughs> soldiers had seen this happen apparently many times they just put me back upright what, with an ice cream and, van with an, it, they were like these little sort of almost fiberglass ones they were a bit like hum- they were more like a mobility scooter than a proper ice cream van right. they, they were all the rage in the um, well I won't say when because obviously I'm only 23 but it might have been in the 80s but like so right so the, sol- the, right, the soldiers are doing their marching or whatever they're doing, right? Tank and driving. Right, tank or, ta- or driving their tanks. Yeah. They're doing these really, you know, fierce tanks. And they're like, oh, there's another ice cream van that's turned over. Oh, yeah, classic. They, another yeah. one, just yeah. like last Tuesday. Yeah. That's, that, was, that was one of the, you know, you couldn't be a, a soldier out on uh, sort of plane in those that. days unless you knew how to write a wronged ice cream van. It was but part of the drill. Like I wasn't selling ice creams to them, I might add. It was because they have obviously all the um, sort of conurbations where the soldiers' uh, families live. So you drive around the army camps and that's where all their kids are. Yeah. So the soldiers, well, they might have been buying ice creams, but it was more for their families. Um, and skydiving. Like, you've done a lot of that as well. Yeah, I used to do a lot of skydiving. Um, I used to sleep in my... I had a camper van, and I used to sleep in my camper van at drop zones all around the place, and I... Am there, is there any recreational vehicle you haven't had? Uh, like ice cream van? I'm quite big on... Mo- I've got motorbike licence, so I ride motorbikes as well. Have you got um, a golf cart? Uh, no, my dad's got one. Uh, I drive a Mini Cooper. That's my main, you know, my main uh, mode of transport. But, yeah, I quite like... Um, I quite like sort of... You know, any kind of transport, really. That's a fascinating <laughs> But, like, thing. do you think, like... Because you're, cre- you're clearly an adrenaline junkie, yes, really, aren't you? Fair. Like, skydiving, that's like, fair. obviously, like, stand-up and, yeah. like... You know, you do a lot of things that you're just... You know, you Bringing are Bringing up two children yourself. on my own. That, yeah, that's oh, yeah. So it's all adrenaline. That's the, I, I would guess, naively, that's, the, that's probably the hardest one. That's the hardest job, but I didn't want to say that because it might have made me sound like an even worse parent than I truly <laughs> no. am. Uh, but, no, like, you clearly... You know, you clearly 
throughout your life have thrown yourself into into really testing scary situations which a lot of people would just not do yeah I think flat I'm not big on sort of real life being flat the sort of waking up in the morning thinking ah, it's another day doing the same thing can't wait to get back to the couch this evening that doesn't really fill me with joy so no I think I'll always a uh, marathon running or anything extreme I'll, yeah. I'll I'll have a go at it. So like a radio show in Dartford is just so boring. Well, that's really, even a bit too extreme for me. That's what's taken me a while to come. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was stealing myself. Um, right, now, do you remember at the beginning of the show I said that there's a challenge, right? I, in, I read in my Jack Reacher book by Lee Child um, how uh, if you can speak for a minute without saying the letter A and then the other person has to be able to, like, say it back to you. Do you know? Do you know? There's, like, only one way you can do it. Now, producer Vicky had the genius of idea that you could just say the alphabet without the letter A. I thought that was really good. And that was clever, yeah. but you've actually got to be words. I actually said, good, I have that idea and pass it off as my um, own, but I was told oh, I crumbs. couldn't. Yeah. Um, I might have yeah. to confess that I think I do know how to do it, but it's not because I'm a genius. It's because I might have been told. Uh, was it on QI? Uh, well, obviously, having been on QI, I now know the answer to absolutely everything. anything and everything. So, of course, I know how to do this. Right, Teddy, do you the, think you The know? only ideas I had was there must be some really well-known, there could be a really well-known song or something nope. that you could... Okay. But, but you're on the right okay, track. Okay. Yeah, everyone right track. knows this order. Like, okay. I reckon, about three billion people could do this. I reckon. Callie, go on. What do you think it is? I reckon it is, but I'm going to do it the wrong way round. So, I'm going to go uh, 99, 98, 97, 96... That she could have started at 100, though. It's 101. The first number... Well, I could have started at 1, but that would have been yeah, very predictable. It's the numbers, 1 to 100. Because the first number with the letter A is 101. 101. Teddy's like, I don't really care, but good luck to you all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't think I was going to be doing this on the radio. So what we're going to do is we're going to time you both, and you've got to do count to 100 in okay. 60 seconds, Teddy. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. Right, so go. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, This is really eight, boring radio. Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98, 99, 100. Boom. All right, that was 50 seconds. Okay. That was, wasn't I, bad. I got the idea of the pace after, <laughs> after about 10 seconds of going really slowly. The point of it is you're not supposed to be able to get as far as 101 no. in the minute, but no, you could have done it. you clearly did, yeah. You messed the yeah. whole thing up. I messed up yeah. my pacing mess- completely. So it was all over the place. Jack Reacher's, what's this book about? And it's wrong, isn't well, it? Well, Teddy's very, very good at speaking quickly. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you, you can do in so many notes. Like, your voice is pretty special. <laughs> it's, so. all the, it's all in the Now do it in that really high-pitched voice. I joke. I jest. Um... But, uh, but yeah, 50 seconds, well done. I really hope someone tuned in during that. And I'm like, this is, is it, you know, like some radio stations, there's like a nuclear war. They put codes out, like to tell everyone there's something on the radio. Yeah, there's going to be brilliant government so, offices yeah. like running in, for cover. Yeah. 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 Like in, on Radio 4, supposedly, uh, the, it will, the pips on Radio 4, if it's nuclear war, you just hear them. Something, well, or as something if life's not hard lines. enough, they could at least put on a bit of old, you know, vintage mm. George Michael, cheer you up a bit. So it might be you having to counter. So if anything, I've recorded that. So if anything ever goes wrong in the planet, it's that's, cheering, planet, that's the case. We're really going to be playing Teddy. We're going to be playing Teddy. Great Armageddon. Mm. Let's talk go. about that. It's a good film. Yeah, it is. You too wrote oh, "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing" by Aerosmith. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I know. You, that's you too song. Is it? Yeah, Aerosmith's most famous song, but you two wrote it. I've gone off it now. I know. Unbelievable. You learn things in this show. You do learn. The gateway to your community, Miskin Radio. Hello, Kieran here. And Ben. Yeah. 
Thank you for downloading. Uh, do click subscribe so you get a free podcast delivered straight to your device as soon as it's out. Also, if you get your podcast on iTunes, do give us a star rating and a review, even if it's bad. Maybe, yeah, even if it's bad. How about saying be a star and give us a rating? No. Oh. But also, give us a follow on Instagram and Snapchat. Just search to KP Sessions. Maisie's here. She's our new member of our team, Ben. Maisie's oh. lovely. What's her role? I don't know. She's I don't pretty... know. Oh. She just sits in, watches. Mm. Mm. Eats crisps. Ooh. Ooh. Sharing is caring. Just yeah. remember that. It's probably about time we stop recording now, isn't it? Yeah, we've got a show to do. Hmm. Maisie, can I have a drink? No, get it yourself. Oh, actually, Ben, we didn't we didn't uh, put you in. in. Can you like pretend to be coming through the door? Slam the door now. Slam it. Slam it. Oh, Ewan just arrived. Hey, Ewan. <laughs>